Hello and welcome to today's Missio Nexus Peer-to-Peer for Marketing and Communication Staff webinar. I'm Heather Publes, the editor of EMQ and founder of Les Motif, a communications consulting firm and Missio Nexus member organization. This webinar series is designed to help you improve your organization's efforts in marketing and communications. Before we get started with the webinar, I want to let you know that Missio Nexus has a cohort called Communications Director and Staff. You are in, if you are involved in marketing or communications with a mission agency, this cohort is for you. It's a great place for you to meet, learn from, and be encouraged by others in your domain. At the end of this webinar, I'll give you instructions on how to find and sign up, sign up for that cohort. For today, Zach Layton of Reliant Creative will be presenting our webinar entitled Web Design Strategy. Zach is the founder and principal creative of, of Reliant Creative, which exists to help the church testify of all that God has done through visually engaging design, photography, video production, web design, and writing. Zach started Reliant Creative shortly after graduating from college. You can learn more about Reliant Creative online at reliantcreative.org. Zach, I was wondering if you could tell us about why you believe storytelling is so important. Yeah, thanks, Heather. Um, I think I believe that, well, I, I do believe that we serve a God that is, is serious about story. His primary method of communicating with us is through scripture, which is a collection of stories. And I see uh, that he's called us to testify of his transformational work in our lives all throughout scripture. And so I, I think it's a powerful tool that we can use in every aspect of ministry. And today we're going to talk about specifically how we can use that uh, within our websites. Awesome. Thanks for that, Zach. Remember, please put your questions in the chat panel as you think of them. I'll be monitoring that and get to as, and we'll get to as many of them as we can. There's also a sitemap PDF that will be coming up in the chat that you'll see. Um, download that now. You'll need that um, as, we, as that goes through the presentation. Also note that a handout of the slides from today's webinar will be available in the chat near the end of the webinar. Zach, it's great to have you here with us today and welcome. Yeah, thank you, Heather. Thanks for having me. You can go ahead and share your screen. All right, how are we looking? Looks good. All right, cool, cool. You want me to get started? Yeah, go ahead. All right, well, welcome everyone to Website Design Strategy uh, and this Missio Nexus webinar. Um, this webinar was designed to work alongside a few of our other courses, namely, namely our storytelling, uh, messaging and strategy courses. And so you can find those free courses on our website uh, but the basic principles that we're going to discuss today will show you um, how you can use your messaging and an age-old story structure to create a website that inspires and engages your audience with and through story. Uh, so if you get a chance after this webinar, head over to our site and check out some of those other resources that we've created. They're all free and can be found at ReliantCreative.org. <clears throat> Uh, my name, like Heather said, is Zach Layton. In 2011, uh, I founded a creative agency called Reliant Creative. We started the agency with this belief that God is working in powerful ways globally, and that if 
we could tell those stories well, we could inspire action and mobilize the church around the work that he is already doing. Uh, God is moving and working in some really incredible ways, transforming hearts and minds. And we believe that those stories uh, need to be told. Now, as, as we get started, I want to share a quote that I think is relevant to all marketing, uh, but will specifically apply to your website today. Uh, the secret to being boring is to say everything. And I want you guys to consider this quote in light of all the content that you put on your website. So as we discuss communication and messaging structures for your website today, try to keep this quote in mind. Uh, this is the number one issue that I see with most of the ministries that we work with. And it's the hardest area that I've experienced trying to get ministries to change their mindset. Uh, we, we all want to say everything. Uh, our causes are important after all, right? It's absolutely true. Um, but I want this quote to be in the back of your minds as we walk through today's webinar. Uh, your communication must be clear and it must be simple in order to be effective in the cultural marketing landscape in which we are living. So we're all so close to organizations. We want to communicate all of our ideas and our strategies and our models and everything that we've ever done. Um, but we have to remember that our marketing materials and our communication is not for us. And it should be designed for our audiences. And our audiences will not be around for long if we drone on and on and try to say everything. Um, as with all of our other courses, I want to share where the ideas that we're presenting in this webinar originate. Um, the reason I want to share where these ideas come from is one, I want to communicate that this is not my own original content and that people smarter and more experienced than myself are the originators of these ideas. And two, I want you guys to be able to continue your exploration of the ideas that we'll bring up in this webinar long after we finish here today. Um, in order to completely grasp the topics that we're going to discuss today in a way that you can then go and implement them. Uh, is going to take some additional time researching these ideas on your own. And I want you, I want to give you guys the resources to go out and continue your exploration of these ideas. So Joseph Campbell, Donald Miller, and Alan Monroe. Uh, Joseph Campbell created The Hero's Journey. Alan Monroe created Monroe's Motivated Sequence. And Donald Miller runs an agency called StoryBrand that teaches some of the strategy techniques that we're going to explore today. Uh, but I think it's important to note that what Donald Miller teaches is rooted in, the, in Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey and Alan Monroe's Motivated Sequence. Um, we've put a bit of a spin on all of these ideas that these guys have shared to make the content relevant to ministry specifically, uh, but the core ideas that we're going to describe today come from these three thinkers. Um, now, before we get into today's webinar, again, I want to I make sure, and I that I note and preface our conversation with a couple of important things. First, every single ministry is unique. The tools I'm sharing today are a starting point. Uh, they will set you on the right course and in the right direction, but you guys will need to make sure that you're making adjustments for your specific ministry and your specific audience. Um, your, your ministry might have nuances that require adjustments to the strategies that we'll discuss today. And this webinar does not take that into account for ministries with specific and unique audiences, right? Every, every ministry's audience is unique. That's important to note because how our audience uses our website and, and, and interacts with our brands uh, will be very important to take into consideration as you th think through your website and, and your other marketing tools. Um, 
I also want to preface today's webinar by saying that you are not the hero. Your ministry is not the hero. Your donor and your beneficiary are the hero. And they need to be your hero in, the, in your communication and your marketing. Uh, really, if you're a Christian and you're representing a Christian organization, Christ is a hero. Um, but because we get to share in his death and resurrection, as we see in Romans 6, 1 through 11, uh, we all get to be the hero. Now, I don't have time to go into how that all plays out in today's webinar. But again, I've got a couple courses on our site that go into detail on how all of that works and what it can mean for our marketing and our storytelling specifically. Uh, just, keep it this in, just keep this in mind. Your ministry, your organization, your brand is not the hero. Your donor or your beneficiary should be the hero in your marketing and your storytelling. And, and today, as we work through this content, um, I'm going to be focusing on the donor as the hero as we work through the tools that I share. Uh, we are all working in the nonprofit sector where we are rescuing orphans and sex slaves. Our organizations are healing and feeding the poor. Your organizations are teaching people how to be and make disciples. And if we work in that space long enough, it's easy to look at ourselves as the hero and then communicate through all of our marketing efforts that we are the hero who needs donors funds to continue our great work. And we have to think differently if our storytelling and our marketing efforts are gonna find success. Um, there's been a lot of progress in the ministry space over the last handful of years, thanks to companies and agencies like StoryBrand, um, but we still got a long ways to go. And if you take nothing else away from this webinar, just remember this, your ministry is not the hero. Your donor or your beneficiary are the hero. And they must be the hero in your marketing efforts. I want you to think about your organization as, instead as the mentor that guides the hero along a journey. You are Obi-Wan Kenobi, your donors are Luke Skywalker. You are Morpheus and your beneficiaries are Neo. You are Gandalf and your donors are Frodo. And we'll talk about what these last few references, um, uh, we'll talk about them in, in the coming slides. All right, so my goal for today is to help you guys develop a strategic plan for your website. Uh, your website should be a powerful marketing tool and not a glorified business card. Uh, creating a plan for your messaging structures gives purpose and direction to your website. And when we start thinking about messaging structure or information structures to our websites, we wanna guide the user to a set of goals or desired outcomes. There should be purpose in how the information on your site flows. And we want to guide and lead the users of our websites to specific results. We're going to talk about story structures coming up shortly, uh, but I want you to start thinking about your ministry as the guide again, or the mentor for your donor's journey. You and your mentor are the brand, or uh, you and your ministry brand are the mentor guiding your donors to a result. They're on a journey. This is a story, right? Um, our website should serve as storytelling tools that follow storytelling structures, guiding our users to specific goals. And we need to move away from creating websites that are those glorified business cards and move towards creating websites that are marketing tools that drive results for our ministries. Uh, to do that, we need to have a plan and a structure. A storyteller doesn't start a story without creating an outline, right? If you're going to write a novel, you start with the outline. I want us to start thinking about our websites as tools where our stories can call home, where they can land, tools that tell a story, um, that inspire people and call them to action. And in order to do that, we need clear direction, clear outlines, 
clear, clear outcomes, clear structures for our information, and clear, uh, clear goals. Uh, I'm going to give you two messaging structure tools today that you can use to craft compelling and clear messages and structures for your information. Uh, both of these tools I'll share today can be used interchangeably. Uh, but first, I talk, uh, talked about Alan Monroe a couple slides ago. Alan Monroe was a psychologist and professor uh, who taught persuasive speech. He created the structure you see on the screen to inspire people to action. The framework is broken down into five steps or five categories. Monroe's motiv motivated sequence can be a great tool for helping us craft informational structures on our site. And the first step in this process is called attention. In our first interaction with our audience, we wanna create a piece of content or make a statement or tell a story that immediately gets our audience's attention. In our messaging course, again, you can find on our site, we walk through in detail what is required to create a great one-liner that grabs attention. Uh, the first thing the user sees on our website needs to grab that attention uh, quickly too. The step, second step in the framework is to establish the need. We wanna convince our audience that the need or the problem is real, that it's a significant problem. And this should be a motivating factor in the audience taking action. Now, what's at stake? Uh, if I'm a donor visiting your site, what happens if I don't support your ministry? Every great story has a lot of conflict. This is the, conf this is the conflict in your story. Um, and once we've established the need, we can move into the next step. Monroe calls this third step in the framework satisfaction. And this is where we establish how our organization solves the problem that we've just communicated. This is your strategy for solving the problem that you've just posed. And then we see in step four, the fourth step in the framework is called visualization. And this is where we tell the audience what will happen if the solution we've just shared is implemented. Uh, in this stage of the framework, we wanna communicate visually the hope of our solution to the problem that we've established. This is where we can show uh, a step-by-step -step process outlining our strategy or so a, show a visual representation of our strategy in action through video, um, which is arguably the most powerful way of visually communicating ideas online. And then the last step in the framework is the call to action. This is, this, this is self-explanatory. Uh, but we want to tell our audience what action they can take personally to solve the problem that we've posed. And this is where we invite the audience into participation and into partnership, into prayer, and into financial investment. All right, so that's Monroe's motivated sequence. And now let's take a look at the story brand framework. So again, I highlighted story brand and Donna Miller in that earlier slide. Uh, Miller's story brand framework uses a simplified version of the hero's journey story structure uh, to craft a web me website messaging framework that inspires and engages. And if you look closely, you'll notice that this structure mirrors Monroe's motivated se uh, sequence almost identically. First, we've got the one-liner. In a two to three sentence um, format, we establish the problem, share our solution, and we show the result. In Monroe's motivated, motivated sequence, uh, he calls this stage attention. That's that, that's that attention-grabbing statement. Uh, next, we establish the problem. In Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, this is where the character in, this, in the journey runs into a problem. 
And this step in the story script process is the same as the second establish the need step in Monroe's motivated sequence. Now, as, as we walk through this course, um, I did forget to mention that the structure we're outlining should be used first on your homepage. Uh, your site's homepage is your user's first interaction with your site in most cases. And the information we share on the homepage should show up in its most simple form, right? We don't wanna overload people with information on the homepage. As we move the user deeper into the site, I'll show you how we can increase the amount of information we share with the user, uh, but you'll hear this a lot throughout this webinar, only after they've given us permission, right? So on the homepage, you might share the external problem and leave it at that, but as the user communicates that they wanna learn more, then we can share the internal problem, the philosophical problem in, in pages on our site that are further into that informational flow or further into the sitemap. Uh, next, we've got the solution. Uh, this is where we're introducing the mentor of the brand and Mon Monroe uh, calls this stage the satisfaction stage. This is where we establish your solution or your strategy to the problem um, that you're trying to solve, right? This is, this is the how, this is how you do what you do. Establish the brand solution to that problem that you've posed. Uh, what does your solution look like in word form? Then we've got the plan. The plan is visualized in a step-by-step -step process or maybe in a video form. This is where uh, we're giving our audience the solution to plan visual or the plan visually. And this can be in photos uh, and text or a, or a video. There are a lot of creative ways that we can communicate this, but we wanna give the audience a visual so that they can see our solution in a step-by-step -step plan. Next, the mentor or the brand is gonna call the audience to action. This is your call to action. And the call to action is gonna show a result. That's the result to your call to action results in success or failure. Now I wanna quickly walk through how this all relates to and follows the hero's journey and show you guys how these two tools follow story structures. Remember story is powerful. Uh, it can help us engage with audiences emotionally and inspire them to action. And that's why we're following story structures in our messaging and our strategy. Um, you might re recognize the story I'm about to tell from the icons on this slide. Uh, we discussed the hero's journey in great detail in a couple of our, couple of our other courses. Uh, so again, be sure to check those out. But I want to highlight this structure in this course because I want you to see how you can use this story structure on our website and our messaging on our on our online uh, representation of our brand. Um, we're all hopefully familiar with Luke Skywalker and Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, so that the, that story we'll use uh, for this comparison, but there are endless stories we could use to model this structure. The Matrix, the Lord of the Rings, the Chronicles of Narnia, Dune, the Hunger Games, Harry Potter, on and on and on the list goes. All of these stories have one thing in common. They are all hero's journey stories. Um, in Star Wars, we are introduced to Luke Skywalker, who has a problem, namely that the problem is the Empire. In the story, he meets a guide in Obi-Wan Kenobi who gives him a plan and introduces him to the Force. In the story, Luke is called to action, and that action ends up resulting in the successful destruction of the Death Star and a huge blow to the Empire, right? 
Now, this is an incredibly simplified version of the hero's journey, but we can begin to see how we can invite our audiences into an inspiring story as we create messaging structures for our websites. If we replace Luke Skywalker with our donor and replace Obi-Wan Kenobi with our ministry brand, we can see how this story plays out. Again, our donor recognizes a problem, namely our ministry's cause. The donor meets the guide, our brand, and you give your donor a plan to solve the problem that, you've just, that they've just recognized. Uh, you call them to action and you show them the result of their successful partnership or the failure that happens if they don't answer that call. Remember, any great story always has conflict. And the conflict in our ministry stories is the hardship and the evil that we're stepping into to resolve with our organizations or the injustice we're fighting. Uh, we have to communicate those hardships, those difficulties, and those challenges. Um, but in the same way, every great story has conflict. Every great story finds a way to balance the conflict and the hope. Right? If, we, if all we do is focus our communication on the conflict and the challenges, it begins to look a lot like guilt marketing. And on the flip side, if all we do is communicate the hope and we exclude the conflict in the story, then the hope doesn't have weight. The hope doesn't mean as much and your donor will wonder why they should care. Uh, now there are some pieces missing from the full hero's journey story structure. Uh, Joseph Campbell's version was a 17 step process, uh, but you can see the basic structure of the hero's journey uh, being outlined at a very basic level in this slide. And this is the structure we're going to follow as we build and design your homepage. And that structure is going to inform and give direction on your homepage for the rest of your site. Uh, now that we've walked through things at a high level, let's talk uh, tangible application. So we're going to start at the navigation bar. Uh, if you think about your website as a book, the navigation bar is the binding sleeve that gives a summary to your site. The navigation bar is going to um, hold your most important information. Earlier, we talked about three to four goals or outcomes for your site. The goals you create for your site will be held on the navigation bar, and then everything else will be held in the footer or linked to through the pages of your site. I'm always going to argue that your navigation should not have a link to everything on your site. Uh, that's what the footer is for, and that's why we call the footer the junk drawer of your website. And that's uh, pretty um, well known across, uh, across website use nowadays. It's important that we don't clutter our navigation bar with too much information. Um, establish those three to four goals you have for your site, and then make it easy for your user to ac access those endpoints through your navigation bar. Uh, this is a great example of how IGM structured their navigation bar. They've got their primary goals listed on their navigation bar, showing the user where they want them to land, and then a prominent give call to action. And in contrast, you'll notice that their footer is filled with every single page that exists on the site. If the user wants all that additional information, they can still find it. Uh, but for most of their users, IGM is using the navigation bar uh, to, to, to direct and guide the user exactly where they want them to go. Um, both the slavery today and the our work goals are education-based pages. And then their stories of rescue is another term for their blog. Uh, I see a lot of organizations that want to cram, again, all of the information you see in the footer into the navigation bar. 
Uh, and at this point in the hero's journey or the user's journey um, or their experience with your brand, that's not information our users are necessarily ready to receive or see, uh, especially if this is a first interaction on your site. We wanna make it simple for the user to understand our organizations and our ministries so that we, uh, so, so we wanna give them uh, direct access to the most pertin pertinent information first. All right, just below the navigation bar, we've got the landing fold or the header of the site. This is the first piece of content the user will see. So this is where we wanna grab that attention that we talked about in Monroe's motivated sequence uh, with a single captivating statement or a piece of content. The framework we use to build your one-liner is comprised of the problem or the need. How are you solving that problem? What's your solution, right? And then what's the result if the donors or if your donor partners with your ministry, ask yourself when you're creating this header content, can a visitor to my site immediately understand why we exist, who we are and what we do in your one liner, your one liner should be this two to three sentence statement that simply summarizes all of your ministry's messaging. Uh, the goal for our messaging is clarity, right? We want to, we want the content on the header to be minimal. You have to ask yourself when creating this piece of content uh, or this header, this first attention grabbing statement, how hard would you work to make sense of the information on your page? Will your user feel rewarded at the end of consuming that content? Um, those are important questions to ask. I see a lot of websites where there's a ton of information crammed above the fold or on that landing header where the user lands uh, when they first visit the site. And we're trying to set a hook at this point. As the user walks through your website content, they'll let you know if they want more information and you'll have it ready. But again, only if they ask for more information. Now, as a side note, uh, if you go to the IGM website right now, you'll notice that the brand uses parts of this structure that we're going to explore today, but their header showcases their most recent and powerful stories uh, or their most recent campaigns. Um, Charity Water does this from time to time too. I believe right now Charity Water is following this one-liner content structure, but they've moved away from it in the past uh, when they've had a campaign that they are pushing. So this is perfectly acceptable. If you've got a campaign that you're pushing or an upcoming gala, uh, by all means, let that hold this place on your site, but save your primary landing fold um, for most of your content strategy uh, as a template that can revert back, that you can revert back to um, once the campaign is finished. So keep in mind, just because other brands do something doesn't mean it will work for your, our ministries, especially if we run smaller organizations. Um, trying to keep up with uh, some of these bigger brands is not necessarily the best marketing techniques, right? So um, just because they do something doesn't mean we should, absolutely. Uh, here we've got a great example of a well-designed landing fold by New Story. They've got a single sentence that clearly communicates their purpose, and they've got a clear call to action inviting the donor into their story. Right? Notice that it's a single sentence, um, but you understand their purpose as an organization right away. I've included the new story purpose statement in the bottom right corner of the slide in that little gray, gray box. Uh, we pioneer solutions to end global homelessness is the new story purpose statement. And you can see in their one-liner on the homepage that it mirrors and supports their purpose statement. If you got an inspiring story,
that the user could play when they land on your site or that plays automatically, that would be a great way of grabbing attention. But remember back to Monroe's motivated sequence process. We've got to grab attention immediately, right off the bat. All right, now that the user has, in, has been engaged and we've grabbed their attention, it's time to establish the problem. Uh, what is the cost if we fail at this work? What pain points can I agitate in the donor? As a donor, what happens if I don't invest and partner with your organization? These are the types of questions we can ask when developing our problem statements. Uh, in the hero's journey story structure, this is what stands in front of what the hero wants. In the first interaction on your homepage, we want to communicate the problem as quickly as possible. In, in the first interaction with the problem, we want to communicate the problem as quickly as possible. Often that means simply communicating the external problem. Um, we're not trying to go too far into depth on what this looks like. But again, as we work through the rest of your site, and once the user again gives permission to speak about the problem in greater detail, we communicate the problem at that deeper level. The following is a helpful structure to help you develop the problem section of your site. Uh, the first element is establish the root of the problem. Um, sorry, let me. Uh, yeah, uh, what's the external problem? The second element is communicating what's wrong. This could be as simple as a stat that shows the severity of the problem in the country you're working or a stat on how many people in the world don't have access to the gospel. Uh, the third element we can include in this section on the website is the internal problem. If we remember back to the hero's journey, remember the internal and external struggles, right? Uh, for our purposes, this is where we want to try and communicate how the character feels about the problem that we've posed. This is often seen as statements or phrases like the global poverty problem can be overwhelming. I'm only one person. What can I do? Um, and then the last piece of the framework is a statement or question that communicates what the world should look like or what your donors can help you achieve. Notice we're not, we're, we're interjecting a little hope into the problem section of the site. And we'll see how that plays out here in a minute when I show you an example of uh, how a new story did this. Um, now, how this plays out for your ministry is going to be unique to you and your organization. Again, you might be able to communicate the problem in great detail without writing more than two to three sentences. If you can do that, then great. You can share the entire problem on your homepage. Uh, if you find that communicating the external, the internal, the philosophical problems, along with sharing what's wrong and what the world should look like takes up too much space, then save that content for a secondary page uh, where you can go into greater depth once the user has given you permission. Um, how this plays out, again, will be different for every single ministry because you're all unique and your audiences are unique. Uh, it's important to note that we can communicate the problem or the problems multiple times throughout the site. Uh, the structures that we're following today can be replicated over and over again on your site. In the hero's journey, there are multiple times when the hero encounters a problem. The, the hero encounters the problem at step two in the need they encounter a problem again in step six um, in what Dan Harmon Dan Harmon calls the take. Again, this is stuff that I go into detail on some of our other courses. Um, but that take step is where the hero meets the maker and they have to deal with their biggest ordeal. Establishing the problem multiple times throughout your site is completely acceptable. And depending on the issue that you're working within, you may have to communicate the problem in differing levels 
uh, of communication in order to get the point across effectively. Uh, right? Think about Luke Skywalker and how many problems he runs into throughout his story and through his um, character arc. He runs into problems the entire time, it seems like. And so communicating that problem or multiple problems across the course of your site and your user's interaction with your site is perfectly acceptable. Um, for example, there are a handful of types of slavery, right? If your organization is fighting human trafficking and slavery, you might want to take some time defining the various types of slavery and, and educating your audience in that way. But that content shouldn't land on your homepage. It needs to be placed further into the user's journey on your site and only shared again when the user asks permission for or gives you permission to share that information. Uh, here's another example of uh, by New Stories Charity, uh, New Story Charity showing the problem that they've posed on their site, uh, on their homepage. They've communicated the problem that there, there will be 3 billion people living without access to adequate, adequate shelter by 2030, which is a basic human need, but they've written it in a way that is hopeful with phrases like, we're working to change that. There's a hopeful invitation to the reader in that statement, right? They've shared within this problem statement what the world should look like. Now notice, the global homelessness issue is an incredibly complicated issue. And people have argued for a long time on how to solve that issue. But New Story isn't communicating those intricacies on the homepage of their website. They're not arguing the political issues related to this problem. Uh, they've kept things really simple and easy to understand, playing at the user's emotions. A world without global homelessness would be fantastic, right? And as a reader of these statements, I can get behind that. And now that I'm emotionally engaged, I might wanna learn more. So I'll let New Story know by clicking some type of learn more button, for example. Uh, but again, I'm not getting that information until I've given New Story permission to share that additional uh, information and content. All right, now, once we've established the problem on your site, we wanna designate the next section or the next blade of your site as your solution or your strategy for solving the problem. In the same fashion as the problem, the solution should be communicated on your homepage as quickly as possible. Once the user gives us, again, uh, permission, we can talk about our solutions in greater detail. Uh, so what is your plan for solving the problem that you've posed? Do you have a strategy that you use for solving the problem? Uh, and just as importantly, can you break the plan or strategy down into a three to four step process? Uh, remember, you are the mentor in your hero's journey. Um, donors or our heroes, they trust a guide and a mentor who has a plan. And if you've got a plan or a strategy for the work that you do, let's write it down. If not, I would encourage you to create a way of communicating your solution to the problem that you've posed in a clear and succinct way. Uh, incredibly simplified version of that. All right, so following the blade or the section in which we've communicated the problem, uh, we then follow the Hero's Journey messaging structure by sharing the solution or the plan for the donor. Here we can see an example from IGM's site showing their plan, right? They're fighting human trafficking, slavery and oppression by rescuing and restoring victims, bringing criminals to justice, and strengthening justice systems. Now, how simple, look how simple this plan is, right? Obviously, IGM has a much more detailed plan involving 
international partnerships, training for national partners, church partnerships, education for government officials, uh, and on and on the list goes. But notice that they haven't communicated any of those things on this first page of their site. It's simple and they're not overwhelming the donor with information that they're not ready to receive. Uh, again, you've heard this, me say this before, and this is not going to be the last time. The user has to give us permission to share the details of our strategy. Um, and until they do, we should keep things simple. Again, we're only on the homepage. Uh, you'll, have, you'll have that information when they give you permission, ready, but only when the user has given permission. Until they've given you that permission, we have to keep things simple. Uh, reverting back to Monroe's motivated sequence, it's important to give a visual that supports or communicates our solution. The most uh, powerful and effective way to visualize our solution is through video, but this can also be written content or design elements paired with written content um, that, that clearly lay out your solution in an easy to digest manner. Um, here we've got an example from Unseen, uh, which is essentially a creative agency helping organizations in the human trafficking sector. And here they are showing their uh, audience a set of stories which help communicate their solution. They're telling stories with images and written content. And I love this example because within the story framework, we're telling real stories of real people. And I want you to take note of this example. As powerful as it is to tell your ministry story using a story framework, with your messaging, at the end of the day, the story framework we're walking through today isn't a story of a real person who has been really transformed, right? The messaging frameworks um, are powerful in that they engage with audiences better than randomly um, random content placed on the site, but it isn't truly a, a story. Your site will really start to come alive and function as a powerful tool when you start to view your site as a, uh, as a place that holds and drives users and donors to your stories of impact and transformation. Right? The real stories of real people are what will engage with people far better than anything else that we can design or develop or create. Uh, in this example, Unseen takes advantage of this and gives the user an opportunity to see and hear the stories of real kids whose lives have, have really been transformed. Um, the point of crafting information and developing messaging structures in a story framework is so that we can drive people to our real stories while they'll be emotionally engaged and inspired. All right, now we've come to the call to action in, your, in our structure. Uh, this is where you're going to invite your donor to participate and partner in your work. This is where you'll call them to action in the story. Uh, now, StoryBrand is going to argue that, um, and Donna Miller and his team are going to argue that you need to have a single call to action that is repeated four to eight times on your homepage. I personally would push back on that argument, especially in the nonprofit space. Remember, we are dealing with donors and sometimes large or major donors. And StoryBrand's argument works great for a, pr a product or a simple service business like a plumbing company or landscape company. But donors oftentimes need in additional information and education before they're ready to make um, an investment decision. They want to see our organizational strategies. They want to know that we're Christian organizations with discipleship strategies before they decide to invest in our ministries, right? 
In our online storytelling course, we walk through the different categories for content. Um, at, Re at Reliant, we ca categorize content as educational, informational, and inspirational. All content that you create can fall into those three categories. Sometimes donors need quite a bit of that educational content before they're ready to make an investment decision. So StoryBrand will tell you um, that we wanna give our donors one choice, donate, partner with us. They'll say you should have a call to action button in the top right of your nav bar, and then place that again or repeat that again multiple times throughout the homepage. Uh, users need to see the call to action four, five, six times before they'll register it. I would argue that the homepage needs a little of both calls to action to get the user directly to our donate page and then calls to action to learn more and, and get that additional education content that they might need. Um, that way, if you've got potential donors who want more information before they'll jump in and journey with your ministry, they have options to select from for learning more about your ministry. Uh, towards the end of this course, I'm going to show you eventually how every single button and page throughout your site can lead to your donate, donate page. So we're going to get to that primary call to action. But first, uh, let's revisit IGM's site to see how they are calling donors to action. All right, here's another example of IGM. This is their call to action that you're going to find on their homepage right now. Uh, right now, IGM is pushing their Freedom Partner campaign, and they've been doing so for quite a while. Uh, so although there are a handful of ways to give to the organization, whether it's estate giving or one-time giving or stocks, they're highlighting the campaign that they're pushing most prevalently, and it's front and center on their homepage. Um, notice how they've invited the donor into the story with their call to action to become a Freedom Partner. Even the terminology that they've chosen in the campaign title is heroic. Freedom partner, right? That's heroic. <clears throat> All right. Back to our story structure and the hero's journey. If you'll remember, the call to action results in a success or a failure. Uh, remember that little Star Wars, those little Star Wars icons on that slide a while back. Um, success is the Death Star is destroyed. Failure, and we see Darth Vader's helmet, right? We want to show our audience what happens if they accept our call to action, and then what happens if they don't. We can show the success through videos or testimonials. It can be testimonials from your donors and your beneficiaries, or it can be images with text. Um, get creative here, but the goal is to show what success and failure look like. Now, here's another area that I'm going to disagree with Donna Miller on in the StoryBrand framework. Um, we have to be careful with choosing to highlight the results and failure piece too much. Um, if you come on too strong and communicate the problem or conflict too often, it can be overkill for the donor. We have to find that balance between conflict and hope that I talked about earlier. Uh, communicate the problem too much or too strongly and we give, begin moving towards guilt marketing. Um, this is one of those areas where you'll, you'll have to make a decision based on your ministry and your messaging strategies. Uh, we've established the need and the problem in the structure that we've walked through today pretty clearly. Uh, it may not be necessary to show the donor what happens if they don't invest or if they don't partner. So if you find that your homepage maybe feels a little um, heavy on communicating the problem, you might want to leave that results in failure piece out and simply show what success looks like. 
Uh, Simon Sinek, uh, who wrote a great book called Start With Why, has a great quote. He says, there are two ways to motivate or move people to action, inspiration and manipulation. Um, I want to encourage you guys to lean on inspiration in your marketing. All right, so here's a great example from Pencils of Promise showing the success of their organization. Uh, this particular example is a great example of how they are making their donors the heroes in their story. They're showing the success of the hero, their donors, right? By showing successful campaigns when these particular donors started, started using the Pencils of Promise platform. Uh, Jalpa used fun runs and lemonade stands to raise funds. Courtney made uh, money babysitting and Eric requested donations in place of birthday gifts for his birthday. Pencils of Promise has spotlighted these donors' heroic acts and shown what success can look like for potential donors visiting the site. They've shown how the other uh, heroes have completed the hero's journey on behalf of Pencils of Promise. And this is a call that's far deeper, that has far deeper engagement than simply asking the donor to invest, right? This can be a really powerful tool in inspiring others to take similar actions. It's easily, or it's easy to look uh, at the problems and the evils of the world and, res and respond, I'm only one person, what can I do? Pencils of Promise has shown us what an individual can do to make a difference in the life of a child through education. They give us a tangible story um, that's being told. They've shown their donors how they can specifically get involved by showing the success of others getting involved and what that resulted in. All right. So I've included this uh, in this course, a checklist for everyone as you begin thinking through and thinking about how to craft and structure content on your homepage. Uh, as you guys work through this checklist, does your homepage have these pieces from the hero's journey that are going to give you a structured website that tells a story? Remember, this is a checklist for your homepage, and this will serve as the starting point for the rest of your sitemap. Uh, hopefully now that we've worked through this uh, together, you can see that um, it's possible to tell a structured story that resonates and, and relates and engages, a story that we can repeat, and a structure that we can follow for all of our brand touch points. Um, the website is a starting point, but we can use this structure in many of our marketing material, materials, from email campaigns and blog posts to keynote speeches at your next gala. Uh, so let's walk through the checklist on your site. Do you have a navigation bar? Um, should be making a check mark, but it's not. Oh, well. Uh, do you have a navigation bar that provides direct access to your two to three goals and includes a call to action? Do we have a hero image with a one-liner that communicates your purpose and your cause uh, with your solution to that problem, then a call to action for how your users can take action, partner, or get involved. And below the fold or the landing image, um, have we communicated the problem clearly and quickly? Do we follow that up with our solution to that problem? And in that solution, are we showing and communicating how we are the mentor and the guide? I like to follow this section up with a call to action that gives the user the opportunity to learn more about the problem and the solution. So you don't have to have multiple calls to action or learn more buttons um, repeating themselves. Um, some donors want to learn more about the finer details that you have for your solution. And 
or the finer details about the problem that you're working to solve, right? So we want to give opportunity to educate the donors that aren't ready to give to our causes at that first interaction. And then following this section up, do we have a solution or a plan that is visualized? Um, and then lastly, have we communicated what happens if the donor chooses not to partner or if the success um, or, or so have we shown the success if they choose to participate in this story? So that's the checklist. We want to make sure that we have these pieces uh, on the homepage as, as these will give direction for the user working through the rest of the site. But if they choose not to learn more, they should have a clear understanding based on the homepage structure of information for what your organization does, what it stands for, uh, by simply viewing the content on this homepage. It should have everything in its most simplified form. All right, now that we've, gone, we've uh, gone through that strong story structure for our homepage, we can start building out the rest of our site. Remember uh, what we talked about in our last slide and earlier in the webinar related to categories of content, education, information, and inspiration, right? As we craft your site map, we want to keep in mind that our, that our goal is to get your user to land on the specific goals we have laid out for the site from the beginning. Again, donate is probably almost always the primary goal with education uh, or educate, inform, and inspire as secondary goals. So let's go through each of these secondary goals. Um, how can we educate our users? Well, we can have a blog. That's one of the strongest ways to educate, uh, but we can also build pages that give information on the problem that we're working to solve. This is often called um, an our work page on ministry sites. So let's call it that for the purpose of this webinar. Uh, so say my donor wants to learn more and clicks on that learn more call to action we had below uh, the problem, the solution section of our homepage. That CTA or that call to action could take the user to an our work page where we have the same basic structure as the homepage, but on this page, we go, wanna go into greater detail on each of the pieces we only touched on in that first interaction. So for those of you who want to say everything about your ministry, right, this is where we can do that because our users have given us permission to go into greater detail. Uh, we don't have to worry about being as short and sweet in our communication at this stage. Um, now, that doesn't mean we don't write our copy well and succinct, but the user has given us permission to be more detailed because they've chosen to learn more about how our ministry functions. And as the user progresses through our site and gives us permission to give them more detail, we can be increasingly more detailed in our communication and share the minutia of our strategies and our solutions for tackling our causes. So I'm gonna hop over to another um, share and show you guys uh, the site map. We're gonna walk through that real quick. So let me... Share over there. Here we go. Is that showing up okay? I'll assume it is. Yeah, it looks, it's fine. Yep. Awesome. All right. So this is a basic uh, site map for your site. We've got over here. I'm going to, can I zoom in here? Yeah, here we go. Over here on the left hand side, we've got homepage that We've got buttons on that homepage that are going to move us through different portions of the site. So we'll so I'm going to show you how this all 
plays out with that structure that we followed. So up here, we've got the navigation bar, right? The navigation bar is going to send our user to the specific goals that we've laid out for our site. So imagine this is our navigation bar. We've got donate as the primary call to action. And then we've got goals one, two, and three. Our work might uh, be an educational page going into details of our solution and our problems. You might have a page dedicated to stories that's going to inspire and engage your audience uh, emotionally in a really deep and impactful way. And then you might have a blog, which again is a great tool for education and informational and really inspirational content. So if those are the three sub goals and you've got a primary goal, that's what is going to land on that navigation bar. We go back over here to our homepage. As we scroll down on this homepage, boom, here's that one liner, or that attention grabbing statement or a video that's attention grabbing and going to communicate as quickly as possible uh, who you guys are, why you exist, and how you do what you do. And then again, a, a call to action to that donate page, that primary call to action. Next, we've got the problem. We've established the need. We're going to have content that's communicating that, followed up by that solution or the satisfaction in Moreau's motivated sequence. Uh, and then I like to, again, put a learn more button there that takes you to an our work page where we're following the same structure, just in greater detail, right? One liner, the problem, the solution, the plan, and then maybe an inspirational video testifying or showing how that plan works out, and then a call to action again. So basic same structure, but on this second page, now we're going into greater detail because here in our learn more button, the user gave us permission to go into greater detail. Below that solution section or satisfaction section, we've got the plan visualized. This might be a video or a link to a selection of more um, stories that are gonna visualize, help the user visualize uh, the plan that you guys are um, talking about. This might be a video that explains your solution or your strategies. That can be a great tool for helping the audience or the user or the donor visualize your solution or your strategy to the um, to your problem. And then we've got a call to action. Again, taking the user straight back to that primary goal, which would be donate in this situation. Um, I like to follow it up with some more co story content. Uh, maybe on your blog, you might have a section on your blog that's categorized for stories specifically. Again, we're trying to find as many places as we can to inspire uh, this story structure is great, again, as a, as a structure for engaging, but ultimately it needs to be a place that holds those stories of transformation, those testimonies of how God has worked in the lives of the people that you are uh, working with and serving. Uh, if we go, so that blog archive might take us over here to the blog archive, which would take us to our uh, single post that might testify of something, it might educate on your cause, it might provide basic information on it with an update on what's been going on in your ministry. Your blog can be a powerful tool to um, create content in all three of those categories, inspiration, information, and education. And then always followed up with a call to action. So notice that every single page here in this example doesn't just end. It's always moving us to something else, right? Nav homepage moves us to the primary call to action, which is donate, right? That's our end primary goal. And even then 
once they've donated, we're leading them back into the site. We always want to be moving our user to something else, moving them to uh, consume content that we've created, uh, engage with our brands. There's never a site. None of these pages you notice stops at itself. It is always moving the user to something else. And you can see as we zoom out, we're landing ultimately at that primary call to action. Um, even so if our goal number one is our work, goal number two is video stories and goal number three is our blog, they all ultimately end at that primary call to action. So we're always moving, um, it's called user flow or information architecture. We're always looking for ways that we can continue to push the user um, through our site where, and, and they're never landing at a dead end. There should be no dead ends um, in your sites uh, if you use this um, example. So I'm gonna stop sharing that. You guys should all have access to this document. Again, this is a super basic um, sitemap uh, example. Obviously there's gonna be a lot more pages that um, your ministries will need because there's, again, uniqueness to every organization, every ministry. Um, but this is a basic structure that you can follow. And really, I want to show you this because we can see that we can continually move and push the user through our sites, uh, never landing on any dead ends. Um, thank you guys so much for uh, being a part of this and coming and joining in and learning about website design strategy. Um, I hope this was helpful. If you guys have any questions, I'd be happy to answer those questions. Um, and then if you have follow-up questions afterwards, I think uh, Heather and Mary are going to be sharing my um, contact information. So feel free to reach out to me if you guys need help with any of this stuff or thinking through any of this stuff for your specific ministries. I am more than happy uh, to come alongside you guys and help out in that space. So uh, thank you guys so much. We, I really appreciate the time and uh, hopefully this was helpful. Oh, Heather, I think you're muted. I am. I'm going to have to start that all <laughs> over again. Thank you. Um, thank you very much, Zach, for, for what you shared today. This is really informative. And I think that our group here um, all appreciated that. Uh, just a reminder to everyone, please go ahead and you can share your questions in the chat panel and I'll ask those of Zach. Uh, but while we're waiting for that, Zach, I have a question for you to go ahead mm -hmm. and ask. Um, you've laid out a wonderful kind of full site redesign uh, that people can do. And I think some people might be wondering or might be thinking that they're not quite ready for a full site redesign. Is there one thing that people can do to improve their site before they do a whole redesign? Yeah, I would absolutely. Here's, here's our contact information page. I got our slides. Great, back thank up. you. Um, before you go through the entire process, uh, I would go through a messaging and, and, um, I would go through a messaging process. Take a look at your content. Like take a look at your communication. Make sure that those things um, have been simplified and there's clarity within those uh, before you start trying to redesign a full website. What 
I see a lot as ministries will go through a process. They haven't changed any messaging. There, there's no clarity in how they communicate. Uh, and they're just taking content from an old site and putting it into a new, prettier site. Um, but the content hasn't been changed. And so prettier things are fun, but if they're not effective and functional, then it can begin to be kind of really a waste of time. And so I would go through that process first. And again, we have a bunch of resources on our site to help you guys with that. That's excellent. Let me ask another question. Um, what's one of the main things that you see that ministries don't get quite right just on the outset when you're looking at other people's websites? Uh, I think probably, like I said, trying to communicate too much. Um, that that quote early on in the um, in the presentation, the key to boring is to say everything. Um, we are all super close to our organizations, right? We're all leaders of ministries. We're super close to these causes, our ministries, our work, and the tendency for all of us, myself included is to try to say everything, to explain everything, to communicate our strategies in crazy detail. And what happens is we try to do that within our marketing and it just ends up confusing. And so we really want to try to make sure that when we communicate, especially in public facing brand touch points, that we're communicating as simply and clearly as possible. Um, if you're not communicating at a sixth, seventh and eighth grade level or younger at, to your audience, uh, then you might be missing some opportunity. That's excellent. And when you're talking about communicating at a sixth or seventh or even younger grade level, um, what exactly does that look like? Uh, yeah, just not over communicating things, not trying to um, explain everything in every single detail. Again, as we, especially within a website context, as we give, as the user or the donor or the visitor of our site to give us more information, or permission to share that information, we'll have it ready. Um, but we want to communicate simply and clearly and quickly. And so uh, taking what we have and summarizing it down into its most basic form is a really good process to go through and a good exercise to go through with your teams. Excellent. Well, we don't have any other questions posted. Is there anything else that you would like to share, Zach, before we wrap up? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, take a look at those courses. There's a bunch on our site. I think there's 12 courses in all from, from photography and documentary uh, stories, um, documentary storytelling to script writing uh, to helping you think through your purpose and, and your strategies for messaging. So there's all kinds of cool stuff on there. Um, and they all tie into what we talked about today. So check it out for sure. Excellent. Great. Well, I think we can go ahead and wrap up. Thank you so much for what you shared with us today, Zach. Until next time, I encourage you to consider joining the communications director and staff cohort, which you can find under the program and cohort menus on the Missio Nexus website. This will enable you to connect with other people engaged in marketing and communications. Thank you also to all of you that joined and participated with us. I'm Heather Publes, along with Mary Kay, our producer. 